Now in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariah, king of Elisar, Kedorla Omir, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, these made war with Bira, king of Saddam, Birsha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemember, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar. All these joined forces at the battle of Sidim, that is, the Salt Sea. They had served Chedorla Almir for twelve years, but they rebelled in the thirteenth year. So in the fourteenth year, Chedorla Almir and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaim in Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emim, in Shaveh Kiriathaim, in the Horites, in their mountain of Seir, down to Elparan, which is at the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to Enmishpat, that is, Kadesh, and conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites, who were dwelling in Hazazazan Tamar. At this point, the king of Sodom went on the march, and also the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar. And they drew up in battle formation against them in the valley of Sidim, against Chedorla Omir, king of Alam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariak, king of Elisar, four kings against the five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of bitumen pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah tried to escape and fell into them, and those who remained fled to the mountainous region. Then the victors took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food and went on their way. They also took Lot, the son of Abraham's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom, as well as his goods, and they continued on their way. After that, a man who had escaped came and told Abraham the Hebrew, he was then dwelling among the big trees of Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol and Anar. These men were allies of Abram. Thus Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive. With that, he mobilized his trained men, 318 servants born in his household, and went in pursuit up to Dan. During the night, he divided his forces, and he and his servants attacked and defeated them, and he pursued them up the Hobah, which is north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods, and he also recovered Lot, his relative, his goods, the women, and the other people. 
after Abram returned from defeating Kedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet Abram at the valley of Shaveh, that is, the valley of the king. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of the Most High God. Then he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by the Most High God, maker of heaven and earth. And praised be the Most High God, who has handed your oppressors over to you. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. After that, the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I raise my hand in an oath to Jehovah, the Most High God, maker of heaven and earth, that I will not take anything that is yours, from a thread to a sandal lace, so that you may not say, I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the young men have already eaten. As for the share of the men who went with me, Honor, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their share. After this, the word of Jehovah came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abram. I am a shield for you. Your reward will be very great. Abram replied, Sovereign Lord Jehovah, what will you give me? Seeing that I continue childless, and the one who will inherit my house is a man of Damascus, Eliezer. Abram added, You have given me no offspring, and the member of my household is succeeding me as heir. But look, Jehovah's word in reply to him was, this man will not succeed you as heir, but your own son will succeed you as heir. He now brought himself outside and said, Look up, please, to the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to do so. Then he said to him, So your offspring will become. And he put faith in Jehovah, and he counted it to him as righteousness. Then he added, I am Jehovah, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans, to give you this land as your possession. To this he said, Sovereign Lord Jehovah, how will I know that I will take possession of it? He replied to him, Take for me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So he took all of these and cut them in two, and put each part opposite the other. But he did not cut up the birds, and the birds of prey began to descend on the carcasses, but Abram kept driving them away. When the sun was about to set, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a great and frightening darkness descended on him. Then he said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be foreigners in a land not theirs, and that the people there will enslave them and afflict them for four hundred years. 
but I will judge the nation they will serve. And after that they will go out with many goods. As for you, you will go to your forefathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age, but they will return here in the fourth generation, because the error of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and had become very dark, a smoking furnace appeared, and a fiery torch passed between the pieces. On that day, Jehovah made with Abraham a covenant, saying, To your offspring I will give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Raphaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now Abram's wife, Sarai, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Please now, Jehovah has presented me from bearing children. Please, have relations with my servant. Perhaps I can have children by means of her. So Abram listened to what Sarai said. After Abram had lived for ten years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took her Egyptian servant Hagar and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. So he had relations with Hagar, and she became present. When she realized that she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. At this Sarai said to Abram, The injury done to me is your fault. I was the one who put my servant in your arms. But when she realized that she was pregnant, she began to despise me. May Jehovah judge between me and you. So Abram said to Sarai, Look, your servant is under your authority. Do to her whatever you think is best. Then Sarai humiliated her, and she ran away from her. Later Jehovah's angel found her at a spring of waters in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going? To this she said, I am running away from my mistress Sarai. Jehovah's angel then said to her, Return to your mistress, and humble yourself under her hand. Then Jehovah's angel said, I will greatly multiply your offspring, so that they will be too numerous to count. Jehovah's angel added, Here you are pregnant, and you will give birth to a son, and you must name him Ishmael, for Jehovah has heard your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand will be against him, and he will dwell opposite all his brothers. Then she called on the name of Jehovah, who was speaking to her. You are a God of sight, for she said, 
Have I here actually looked upon the one who sees me? That is why the well was called Beir Lahairoi. So Hagar bore to Abram a son. And Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him.